We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. I want it. I have to see more of what's going on in this cult. It's Ridicadonk. It's Ridicadonk. I like <laughs> that. What is That's new. Welcome to The Holy Hour, a podcast about sex, relationships, mental health, and everything in between. I'm Amelia Sampson. And I'm Liz Ball. Follow us on Instagram and TikTok at The Holy Hour. I'm on Instagram and TikTok at Amelia Sampson. And I'm on Instagram and TikTok at Liz Ball So Hard. You can also watch us on YouTube or listen ad-free on Patreon at patreon.com slash theholyhour. Check out our merch at theholyhour.com and email us your spicy stories at holyhourpodcast at gmail.com. So good to be back. <laughs> Amelia's been moving, <laughs> so she's exhausted. I... I just said this before we started recording, but my one brain cell is like really, really firing off right now. It's like really working hard. It's doing jumping jacks. It's doing it's doing all of the heavy lifting in my life right now. And um, I just need y'all to know that before this episode. <laughs> y'all, if you're thinking about moving, don't. Yeah. That's the end of the episode. Thank you so much for listening. <laughs> that's that i mean i'm so i'm really just so excited to be in that place yeah now that we're like really moving our things but like you know i hate that like there has to be a way to make moving not suck well and then it's like if you hire movers i mean hiring movers sucks i haven't talked to anybody who was like yeah i had a really great experience with these movers my parents moved like across the country and movers stole their shit what the fuck Mm mm-hmm my brother had these like childhood um john deere toys because my grandpa used to work for john deere and they got him these little tractors and uh they stole the little baby tractors that is the saddest thing in the world Mm -hmm. and also so like broke a lot of shit fucking bitches they're just dumb i've had a lot of really great mover experiences but it's because like when we've moved as a family across the country it's been because my dad's gotten a new job so like the company's hired movers to like uh, pack like wrap everything pack it and move it across the country oh wow yeah i mean like i remember it being that way maybe my parents were more involved in it than that i'm sure they were but like i always remember it being very simple and easy so when i got older and i realized how much pa- moving sucks and not only the packing part which is like theoretically i would think that that would be the worst part you know i think the packing part is the easiest part i hate i hate all of it equally i don't love packing i am an equal opportunity moving hater (laughs) but i don't discriminate about what part of the move i hate i have been using these guys to move the past two times i've moved and they are so fucking fantastic oh okay. and frank just used them and they they're really really great but but they just move the stuff they don't do like the packing well because you were there you were part of when i got absolutely fucked by movers yeah um that that was was pretty it was definitely traumatizing yeah and Uh, you like left with one of your keys yeah i had to file a police report and i like i have nightmares about yelling because i just i don't raise my voice in anger like ever Mm -hmm. you know it it's such a rare occurrence um, if I'm angry, I'm pretty quiet, I would say. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm silent. Which is so much scarier silent than just yelling. Silent rage. Uh, but anyways, I have, so I'll have nightmares that I'm yelling 
at people because that's just like not something that I would do. But I was yelling on the phone at these people the next day with the customer service because they're like, let's sort this out. And I was like, I cannot even believe that this happened. Yeah. Um, anyways. Yeah. So be careful when you're hiring movers and don't use bellhop. Do do not use bellhop movers. They're they're kind of like, it's like Uber. Um, Oh, they so these people can just like apply. They could just be movers and then like the company facilitates that. Does that make sense? Yeah, So it's like task rabbit. Yeah, essentially. Um, Speaking of moving, I have been wanting to tell Amelia this story. I tried telling her in a voice note um, and it also needed a picture that went along with it. Which also didn't download. Yeah. So this is a new fresh story. I'm so excited. So when I moved out, the new tenant had like toured my apartment and um, I had like cute wallpaper up and some other like cute little fixtures. And she asked if I could leave the wallpaper up um, and like the contact paper on the uh, countertop before I moved out and I was like totally and then um, we also told my building manager who lives in the building everything squared away I was also selling some furniture so she asked me what I was selling and she ended up buying my kitchen table so I leave the kitchen table there I put my keys on it everything is squared away took some pictures because always take some pictures when you move out smart (laughs) just to cover your ass um so I took some pictures all moved out it's it's been almost a month since I've moved out and I get a text from the new tenant because obviously we'd coordinated and, and she paid me for the kitchen table um and I left a chair for her there as well just so she wasn't sitting at a table standing at the kitchen table. yeah exactly so um she texts me and she's like, hey, Liz, did something happen with the table? I'm not sure if you got my Venmo. And I was like, no, I did. What happened? And she's like, it's not here. And neither is the chair. And I was like, OK, I'm going to start a group text with the building manager and we'll get this figured out. And like if we can't find it, like I'll pay back. Um, worst case. And then Mr. Liz was like, well, since the table's missing and you left it there and she had already paid you for it, technically it's her property. And I was like, that's a good point. Anyways. Yeah. But like, what the fuck? I know. I group text the building manager. Yeah. And then she's like, she's like, I went in there the other day to like, um, make sure everything was ready to go. And I didn't, she's like, I was confused by why the table wasn't there, but I didn't like think much of it. And she's like, let me talk to maintenance and figure out what happened. And then, um, she's like, so they removed the table. I don't know why they wouldn't check with me because she obviously passed along the information to leave the wallpaper up and all the other little changes I had made. Um, and the keys were on the table. So it was obviously on purpose. Yeah. What the fuck? So, Uh, And I sent pictures, too. I was like, I left the table. Here's, like, my very last night there. (laughs) And um, she's like, let me figure it out. And then she's like, so maintenance removed it. I Let me see if we can find it. And she's like, but the table is in this storage closet upstairs. So they find the the chair. And then they do find the table. And this table is in perfect, flawless condition. Because I didn't even really get to sit at it while I was there. Um, and it's just like, it, it was such a nice table and it's like a full like wood table. It's a round, it's round, it's durable. I'm like just selling it. <laughs> it's yeah. but it, like, I'm trying to drive home the fact that this is like a perfect condition table. Like you could buy this brand new from the store. Um, I hate where this is going. And she's like, we found the table but they sawed off the legs. They sawed off the bottom half of the legs instead of just fucking disassembling it. And so she sends me a picture and it's like this short ass table. And I was like, this Dog. table was in perfect fucking condition. And they they weren't like, no, 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 no. Let me take a screwdriver and just like take it apart. They saw off the legs which is arguably so much more work yeah how do like they and they fuck up a a piece of furniture that is in mint condition i was just like what the fuck is going on in your head that this is the solution you come up with and clearly i left it there 
for this person. I I can't. Wait, I, do you it have blows my mind. Yes, I have, I have a picture it. of it, and I was like, look at this shit. I am enraged. So then I text it. Like I'm replying to the girl, and I'm just like, I'm sorry, but what the fuck? did they do like why would they do that and then she I mean she thought it was funny and I was like what kind of fucking boy math is this that's that's super it's boy math math. yeah it's like oh this doesn't fit in the closet um how do we make it fit let's just saw off the legs I want to donkey kick whoever fucking came up with that in the face this just supports the theory that men just want to destroy things I like it like that is a that's a wild thing to do. I just who has a saw but not a screwdriver. I was enraged. So I I also hate wasting stuff. So like if yeah. this table was a piece of shit, that's one sure. thing, right? Um. So here's a picture of it. That is so dumb looking. I was like, maybe it could be a coffee table. But yeah, actually, that's kind like, of a cute. That actually would be a cute coffee table. It'd be probably kind of a big coffee table. And I mean, at least like this top part is. You could just change the base. That looks like you ordered it off of Wish. That looks like one of those <laughs> things that people are like, tried to order a kitchen table off Wish. I like I want to scream and cry a little bit because like I loved this table. Yeah, it's a great I don't want to get rid of it. Yeah. And then these dipshits just saw off the bottom of the legs. And for what? Like, why would they do that? When I don't. I can't think of a, a reason. So mu- I assembled it myself, so it's clearly not that hard to take apart. So maybe they needed the the, the legs for something to beat themselves with. <laughs> yeah. To maybe. make sure they have maybe. even fewer brain cells than when they started. <laughs> I maybe. I just oh god I could not believe Dude, it. I'm but so sorry. What they ended up doing was um they reimbursed her the, the building managers. Uh, made sure like she got a credit towards her account on uh, like for the table good um i'm sure she they could also pay her if they needed to and then <laughs> in our side text like with just the two of us i was they were like how much did you pay for the table oh. i was like hey girl i paid 250 for it um so if you want to how much did you tell- charge her for it a hundred dollars okay because i was just trying to get rid of it yeah 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 um i was like i paid 250 for it if you want to tell her that like and i was like they make so much money yeah i said between us they make so much money that they can definitely afford that yeah. and then she's like okay I'll, i it'll it'll cost like more than what i paid you for to replace it something like in that same condition yeah um and quality so she told her 200 Good. And I was like, you could also probably like use your renter's insurance to get like double reimbursed. <laughs> but yeah. But, you know, yeah. So at the end of the I day, would, if I were. I she profited know. off of somebody else's mistake. It makes me so mad. I have about it. a frustrating moving story. Can I tell you? Yeah. This is the last bit, though, because I'm going to be I'm going to just be so mad that it will be it'll ruin the rest of my night. I'm going to come home and Mr. Liz is going to be like, did you guys get in a fight or what? It's going to be like, no, we were talking about moving. Fighting everybody else. Um, it's a short story. But um, I had an open house here on Friday for this place because my mm-hmm. landlord was like, I don't want to have to keep like bothering you with tours. So let's do an open house. In theory, great idea. In practice, bad idea. Because no. yeah. like, I, I don't know. I think there's something about like oh yeah i'm gonna schedule this tour that makes people feel like they have to show up if it's just an open house people aren't showing up but regardless so all week i had the craziest most stressful week ever i had so much shit going on and then i had to make this house like showroom ready for this for this open house you get what you fucking get but there it's because i'm paying for this place until june Mm -hmm. if somebody doesn't move in so i was like this is now my responsibility the day before the open house Frank was like, where on the listing does it say anything about the open house? And I was like, it's on there. And he's like, no, I like control F. Like there's nothing. It's not on there. And I texted my landlord and I was like, hey, where on the listing does it say anything about the open house? She's like at the very top. I'm like, it's not there. And Here's she's a screenshot. And she was like, oh, looks like it fell off. Ah, ha, ha, just added it, which means that there was it was up for one day. So when Friday rolls around, I sat here for three hours and nobody showed up to the open house because she had given like a 12 hour notice for it so 
I was so stressed out getting this place ready. And now I'm stressed out about getting somebody in here. Mm-hmm. And she sat here for like 20 minutes and was just like, well, do you want to just text me if anyone shows up? I'm like, yeah, nobody's going to fucking show up. So like go you can yeah leave. she's getting paid either way so there's no incentive for we, her to fill we, it we definitely think she's just like fucking over amelia yeah because she yeah there's no incentive it's fucking ridiculous did i tell you about that wait i, I feel like yeah, I was, you did. okay so i had told you about that yeah i've there's been thinking just, about that and that's been pissing me off too mm-hmm. um anyway so don't move we're driven by the search for better but when it comes to hiring the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. I do have a couple of topics for you. For me? Yeah. Ah! Um, oh my God, it's like Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to start with my little fact and we can discuss it. So today when I was in a call, um, one of my coworkers, it was... I was on the call with like some of my coworkers and our client and she is recently married and she, she, she is also very young looking. Um, I think she's our age. Uh, not to say we're not young. It's just like when you're 30, you have just kind of a little bit more of a, of perspective, I guess on your career. Um, and just more confidence in what you're doing. So she just appears very young and I think working in social media marketing, you're immediately kind of undervalued anyways Word. because a lot of people in charge still just think like millennials are 20 year olds, <laughs> even though yeah. they're like 30 and 40 and they have kids and have been working for 10 or more years. Anyways, Damn. Um, and working in social, people just kind of think it's like for teenagers and they're like, teenagers don't have any money. We don't fucking care. But as we know, that's not true. Mm-hmm. Um, also, fun little statistic. Uh, this is a this is a side statistic. Okay. Um, the main decision makers of buying are like kind of that middle aged mom, like moms in their forties, because they're deciding the buying for the entire household. So they kind of like are in charge of. Uh, purchasing trends. <gasps> Can you send me that stat because I've been making a deck for my client. <laughs> um, I heard it somewhere. Um, but I'm sure you heard. could look at. I'm sure you can look it up. I'll listen to this um, and then Google it while yeah, I'm listening. Yeah, it was it was like a marketer who was like re- ta- talking about that fact. Cool. I love it. Um, so that's just a cool little thing. So oh, they were talking about how people like make fun of basic bitches, um, because something's popular, but it's popular because these women are deciding the trends Fuck. essentially yeah they're just like this overlooked undervalued demographic that um has like is buying for an entire household and kind of like selecting the trends that it, it's so annoying how like everything that like women have decided are is good is just like inherently bad like the, all the basic bitch stuff like starbucks like mm-hmm. pumpkin spice lattes, people are like, oh no, it's pumpkin spice latte season. It's like, that is the most it's innocuous delicious. thing that you could be hearing I, about. I think that, I I feel like the basic bitch slander has fallen off. How, because do you think so? what's wrong with being basic? You know, right. what's wrong with liking likable things? I used to take that as such an insult. So people, yeah, it's true. Oh well, my because God. I mean, uh, because the way people were saying basic bitch, they meant stupid. Uh-huh. 
um and boring and like that that's essentially what what they meant when they were saying that and i'm not above saying like i used to say basic bitch and like have the same attitude absolutely but also like i feel like the people that aren't basic bitches are like wrong because like why don't you like you know maybe they're just like like they're like bringing everyone else down because they're the weird ones yeah yeah you fucking freak (laughs) you don't like pumpkin spice lattes they're just not girls girls i don't like that yeah okay continue so you don't need to criticize women for liking likable things like taylor swift and pumpkin spice lattes and right they're they're likable because like we like them because they're likable yeah 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 justice it's definitely that i mean i do i guess I, I'll add this little, this little asterisk. The thing that I can understand is, um, just choosing to follow these things because, because other they're people popular. Like yeah. That's different. Yeah. So not like, not really like having a personality outside of, I like these things because this is what I think I'm supposed to like. Yeah. Right. Just you know following I mean? the zeitgeist rather yeah. than being a part of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Fuck dog. But anyways, go on. Um, My original piece of information. um, So my coworker is uh, young looking and um, I also just think in general social is undervalued and she's talking to our client and then she says my husband, blah, 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 blah. And it is so interesting to watch people's like kind of attitudes shift once a woman says my husband yeah interesting I've also noticed I think my favorite thing is like when um friends get married and then they stop saying like oh uh Josh and they start saying my husband yeah like, my husband blah 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 and you're like you mean Josh I fucking know him. right we all like, grew up I, together what are you doing yeah <laughs> yeah I've known you guys for five years <laughs> yeah you don't need to say my Many husband names. I know who you're talking about yeah <laughs> um but it also I think they like just like saying my husband which is cute but oh, it yeah. is very interesting seeing it happen in the workplace yeah because I definitely felt like the client's attitude changed a little bit uh-huh. and sh- like now my coworker is taken a little bit more seriously so um um, I was just kind of thinking on that. And then while this meeting's happening, like on the side, I'm like Googling statistics about like married people and salaries, because like if you're taken more seriously in the workplace because you're married, like, are you making more money? So here is what my research found. Whoa, that's some um, big brain shit, Liz, but go <laughs> well, on. I wanted to know if married women make more money than single women, like just like salary wise. Yeah. Um, and it's a very, it's very, very interesting because there's a lot of nuance to it. So for men, it's really straightforward. Um, single men make more than single women. Um, but married men make more than anybody. <laughs> so married men make 32% more, um, why than single men? Are they just taken more seriously? Is that why? Yes. They're seen as having to provide for their family. So they'll, you know, they'll make more if they're married and they'll probably make even more if they have kids because now this man has to provide for his family. You see, that makes sense to me. Like, but I mean, to make more than everyone, that's fucked up. But for mm-hmm. you to get paid more when you have kids makes sense. But the fact that it's married men specifically are above everyone, like, what the fuck? Mm-hmm. <laughs> what the fuck? And then this is where it's really interesting with women um, because women, it is... It's a story, essentially, Um, and it's rooted in misogyny and sexism, as we're aware. It's just kind of this patriarchal arc of career. Um, For women, when you're young and single, those are seen as kind of like the critical career building years. So, you know, if you're like working from like age 22 to like 32 and you're unmarried and childless you're kind of more likely to be like taken seriously or not taken seriously but you're just not being um punished isn't the right word but when women have kids they're less likely to get a raise or a promotion because people just assume that now that you have more domestic responsibilities that you're not committed to your job that's fucking wild like with what i was just saying about the reason that i'm not surprised that men get paid more for having kids is the same reason that you're not surprised that moms get paid less that's fucking 
crazy. Yeah. So w- if you have kids when in your younger years, um, the, the statistic I saw was between age 20 and 28. Um, it was either 28 or 26. Um, you're just like less likely to make make good money off the bat. Like you're immediately going to make less money. Um, but if you spend like those first 10 years out of school, like focused on your career, then if you do get married, you're taken a little bit more seriously socially when you say you're married. So if you say my husband, blah, 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 like at work or to a client, whatever, you have more social respect. But it's still a little bit confusing as to if you're going to make more money if you're a married woman versus single. Um, I You definitely do make more money, but it's like th- there were a lot of conflicting statistics. Um, so the story is if you spend those first 10 years focusing on your career, you've kind of gained all of these like qualities and experiences that you need to advance your career and then you get married then you make even more money and then if you have kids it kind of stays the same like you're kind of in tandem with the rest of the people um in your demographic yeah and then uh if you get divorced then you're even closer to the closing the the gap the pay gap between um, married men and everybody else. Holy <laughs> that, shit. So basically what you need to do as a woman is um, be never married from the ages 20 to 30 and Check. just like, <laughs> yeah, do every like just focus all of your efforts on your career and just, just adopt like a girl boss aura. You don't actually need to be a girl boss. You just need to give the appearance of being a girl boss. Does that make sense? Yeah. Just have the confidence of a girl boss. Yeah. Um, it's a vibe. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and then get married um, and say my husband. <laughs> Don't indicate that you are planning on having kids or want kids. Because if you are planning to have kids, then that's when people are like, oh, well, like, let's not promote her because she's going to like need to go on maternity leave, blah, blah, blah. Like, let's not give her a raise because she's not as committed as this childless unmarried woman. And then when men go on paternity leave, it's like, oh, he's such a good dad. He's so involved. Wow. Which is true. But like the other side is also true. You know, Mm -hmm. like it's you. That's so aggravating. dude. I know it's it's just all of this, like all of these social expectations and how they play out in the workplace is so interesting it was I was thinking while you were talking like and even single moms single moms are hit the absolute hardest oh I bet in every in every like corner of society they get shit on like work dating just life in general is difficult Mm -hmm. it's just like it's so unfair because like if you think about what single moms do day to day they are the most capable people well they have to they have to do so much more like they have so much less money to invest and or even save because they have they have to like plan for their household you know yeah if they're providing for their kids they're not spending money on themselves they're spending money on the basics yeah so, you know, if you're single, you still have more disposable income. Well, if you're single and childless, you have more disposable income. But it was just really interesting kind of reading all of these statistics of like, okay, so spend the first 10 years of your career unmarried, childless, and then get married, but maybe advertise you don't want kids. I saw on Reddit someone say like, Tell people that you're unable to have kids because then they'll never ask you about it again. And then if you do have kids, it's a miracle. Oh my God, that's so funny. Which is fucking brilliant. So if you say, you know, if you're in the workplace because like people shouldn't even be asking you about that shit anyways, um, especially when it comes to like raises and promotions or whatever, (laughs) just like say you're unable to have children and then la-di-da. And then whatever happens in the future you know get divorced and then you'll make more money (laughs) 
Fuck. Really game the system. Divorced or widowed. So mysteriously. Yeah. If your husband mysteriously dies. For the third time, <laughs> your third husband mis- mysteriously died. Um, I was thinking the other day about how when I was telling my team at work that I'm moving and I said I'm moving in with my boyfriend, how like juvenile that sounded. But then whenever I say partner, whenever like a male coworker says like my girlfriend, I'm like, I don't think anything of it. What is that? I mean, that's internalized misogyny, I think, to feel young having a boyfriend like or like it's like a young thing. I, I don't I think it. Well, because Mr. Liz has told me that he doesn't really like saying girlfriend. Yeah. And it's because at this stage in your life, I was actually thinking about this the other day, like why I prefer to say partner over boyfriend. Yeah. And it's like, I'm 32. I don't want to be out here saying I have a boyfriend when like 13 year olds are saying the same thing. Yeah. Because they're so much more than just a boyfriend now. Yeah, that's so true. They're they're a partner because, you know, you're moving in together. You are planning for a future together, at least in some capacity. Like, yeah, it's, that's there's, true. There's just so much more to it than yeah. just like I'm in seventh grade and I like two boys. Yeah. And Maybe that's what it is, is like because I'm saying it and I know that there's so much more than just like the term boyfriend like evokes that if I hear it from somebody else, specifically men, but I think that that's also just like a personal thing. Like whenever I hear it from somebody else, I'm like, oh, yeah, OK, like they have a boyfriend or they mm-hmm. have a girlfriend. But when I say it, I'm like, Ugh. yeah, I never thought anything of it until I like started, started to get older. Yeah. But it's not because I think I'm too old. It's just like the. <sighs> Boyfriend can mean so many things and it just is more than that to me now. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Oh, totally. So it is interesting though to see like, I don't really feel like saying boyfriend or girlfriend because we're more serious than that. Yeah. But we're just not married. Yeah. And then also like marriage is a whole other contingency. So despite this whole like all of this data I just shared with you all my learnings about uh, making money and being married getting married is the biggest financial decision you could ever make Mm -hmm. however married couples make on average four times the salary of single people holy shit but that's if you know if you're like the household income collectively so did the studies that you read like talk about like gay couples too it they didn't and a lot of these well i think a part of it too was just like what i was looking up yeah um like married men versus married women whatever um i also think that some of i would like go down and look at what sources they cited because i was like when were these when were these studies done? Because some of the information was conflicting and like the more recent information was like, yes, if you're married, you are more likely to get a raise, blah, blah, blah. Um, but the older information is from like the eighties and nineties. And I'm like, that is so outdated. We cannot be citing these sources and writing articles in 2023. No, I know. Like, yeah, I know that's not, they need to, there have been so many economic changes. Yeah. Since just 2020. If I see, if I see research from 2020, I won't, even read it because it's like the world has changed so much since the pandemic Mm -hmm. i don't even want like the 90s like we're in a completely completely different world now i mean in some ways in a lot of ways not always yeah unfortunately should be more ways yeah (laughs) should indeed be more ways i have a half baked out thought that i want to talk through with you i'll help you finish baking it because i was thinking the other day about how like the whole phrase of like like oh if you have straight hair you want curly hair like women always want what they don't have and I was thinking about how fucked up of a sentiment that is because it's like no I think that it's just that women have like things that they think look good like curly hair so they want to get curly hair and that's what it is it's not like a women want what they can't have thing like I was thinking about that phrase and I was like that's just such an annoying it's another one of those things where um society is pitting women against each other even if they're not you know yeah and also like women are somehow in the wrong for like liking things yeah yeah and like women are like not they're in the wrong for just like wanting like just like liking a thing you know like oh you have a like like small boobs like while women 
want what they don't have so like of course you're going to get a boob job it's like no like that's not it's not that i want it because i don't have it it's i want it because i like it and it's like women are always so like demonized for just like liking things from the second that you're born you're told you shouldn't like stuff about yourself yeah so it's no surprise if like someone who has straight hair wants curly hair because you're like taught to look at yourself in the mirror and pick out things that you don't like about yourself that you would change. Yes. And then you get made to feel bad when you want to change it, when it's society that made you want to change it. But then or like, you just like the thing. How often are we looking at other people thinking of them that way? No, like, like never. Rarely. Yeah. If at all. If you do, it's just like, you know, maybe you're a bad person or maybe you, you just have really loud, intrusive thoughts um, that have been conditioned into your brain anyways. But it's just like you're not we're not looking at each other and thinking about that, especially women. So I think in an instance where it's like someone with straight hair wants curly hair, it's like you're able to look at someone who might not like that thing about themselves and be like, that is so beautiful. Yeah. Right. It's, this is kind of the same kind of, but like just a piggyback on what you were just talking about, like looking at people and not thinking like that. I, when I realized how often when women are with their friends and look like they're talking about you, like strangers, how often they're saying nice things. Like once I realized that I was like, that just made me feel so much better about being in public. Cause you can like, you can notice when people are talking about you and it's mm-hmm. like, Oh my God, like, do I like, I must look stupid right now or something or like, do I have a stain? But then I was thinking about whenever I'm talking about other women in public with a friend, I'm always like, dude she's so fucking pretty you know yeah like like, I love that outfit and that's not ever like shown to us growing up that that's like the kind of conversations that women have about each other like that's so true we always like anything that's ever in media no it's not in tv shows it's always women being mean to each other and which is such this which is such a like a it's such a direct response of like misogyny mm-hmm. that women are r- women must always be competing with each other and they must always hate each other because like and and like they benefit from that we have yet to discuss escaping twin flame mm-hmm. did you watch well, it no i but i did talk about it. i talked about it on this podcast i think i only talked about it with mr liz yeah i don't think that you and i yeah, have talked about it yeah i talked about this in an episode with mr liz when um you were unable to record but we talked about twin twin flames universe it's bananas i listened to a podcast about it it is apps and it's still currently oh, it's still active yeah they were like having people transition just oh, yeah. to keep their like everyone has strong. a twin flame and like if you haven't found your twin flame it's because like you're not the right gender like that's fu- it's the most like i was watching i i turned this on because you said they me, encourage you to get like like when you would get a restraining order they would yeah. celebrate it or well if you got no, blocked if you got a restraining order or like somebody ended up in jail like the the leader of the cult like publicly shamed her for it they're like he was like why wouldn't you just leave leave him alone like you obviously like did something wrong and she's like i was just doing what you were telling me to did do you hear the rest of what he said no he was like, well, he was like, did you love yourself oh, through yeah, what yeah, you yeah. were doing? Mm-hmm. And she was like, yes. And he's like, then you were doing the right thing. Yeah. So it starts out where he's like, well, what the fuck were you doing? Because now there's some legal shit involved. That is some. But then it just in some roundabout ways, like, did you love yourself? Were you loving yourself when this was happening? And she's like, Yeah. To cult leaders? Like, what else is she going to fucking say? That is the mind control that goes on is so scary. In this podcast, they had interviewed other people. I highly recommend listening to it. Um, I don't know if it's if the Netflix series also based itself off of the podcast. Anyways, there in the first episode, there's a clip from his old roommate. And um, he had moved in. He, he needed somewhere to stay. And um, he was like with Shalea or whatever, Shalea, his now wife. Um, I don't think they were married at that point, but they were together. And uh, his roommate was like, yeah, you can live with me. He knew him from college. He was a normal guy in college. He's like, yeah, you, you can live with me and be my roommate and whatever. And then um, he didn't have a job. And then he was like, the roommate asked like, 
Shalea what she does and she's like I'm an artist and he's like oh like what's your medium like what do you what do you make and she's like I don't really know (laughs) and then with Jeff uh he didn't have a job so he was like oh I have a buddy like who works here he can get you a job it was like a landscaping job and then he comes home after his first day and he's like well I ended up quitting because they just like don't really understand me and he wanted to talk about like spirituality or whatever and it's like these are some landscaping dudes yeah like yeah they're not trying to do that in your free time guy um and then the roommate was like are you serious like how are you gonna pay me rent (laughs) and then they were making these youtube videos and he was like he was like i i follow my heart and like look at everything i have and it was his roommate's house yeah he was like that is my office like you don't have shit my god (laughs) and then um he jeff said that he posted it on facebook and he was like i'll heal your illnesses Mm -hmm. and had like a price list and he he would cure your cancer yep for twelve thousand dollars because he started to believe he was jesus or he wanted to make people believe he was jesus Jesus. Uh he like grew his hair and his beard and everything it's like, yeah, it's some white guy named Jeff. Yeah. Sure. Right. Uh, some white guy named White Jeff. White Jesus. Oh, my God. I look like Jesus. No, you look like what white people think Jesus looked like. Yeah. And like barely that, yeah. you know, like you just have brown hair. Yeah. You know, and blue eyes. Congratulations. Well done. I don't know. God. It, was the, it was just the nuttiest thing I've ever watched. Like it was, mm-hmm. I could not believe it's shocking and it's still recruiting there's a dude on um tiktok that is like he's like signing up for the cult oh yeah yeah he's like married or has a girlfriend but he's like so i'm gonna become a part of the twin flames universe so follow along he already has like three million followers already he's like a big creator but i'm like hooked i'm Mm -hmm. like i want it i have to see more of what's going on in this cult it's ridiculous it's ridiculous i like that (laughs) what is that's new ridiculous oh i've said it before probably not on the podcast not to me i love saying ridiculous other friends no hello i mean mr liz (laughs) who the fuck is that but what i did hear from one of my friends in high school and i've always like that is so in my head i say it a lot that is so so funny it's ridiculous um because it's like a combination of ridiculous and redonkulous. Oh. <laughs> Did you ever hear redonkulous? Yeah, redonkulous, yeah. Ridicadonk. Remember how big so Badonkadonk was when it was a thing? Like how big that... did Was that... Maybe it was just an East Coast thing. Badonkadonk. Like ass. Honky-tonk, badonkadonk. Like damn, look at that badonkadonk. Yeah. So stupid. Now we now I say fatty dumpy. <laughs> <laughs> I, Mr. Liz and I say fatty dumpy, but... W- most of the time we're talking about dumplings that is so the mr liz and liz like <laughs> we have a lot ver- of isms. vernacular <laughs> is should be like written in stone for future generations <laughs> they should find it in caves fatty dumpy sometimes about ass usually about <laughs> Wait. actual dim sum dumpling what's this what's the sound you guys make when you're eating something good <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking about that the other day and laughed out loud to myself. That is so fucking funny to me. <laughs> and sometimes it'll be like. <laughs> <laughs> I think Mr. Liz got it from me because uh, have you ever seen a, a video of like, I I don't, I don't even know what it's from. It's just this guy who's cooking. Yep. You told and that. And he's like, mm-mm, so good. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. Yep. It's some like high school cooking show. Yeah. Or so, yeah uh-huh. Oh my god, uh, it's so, so good! I, I love I the internet, that, man. I love the internet. Essentially, we just sound like little muppets. Oh, it's so fucking funny. Um, but the other thing I wanted to talk to you about was Scott Pilgrim, and I know you haven't seen it. Yeah. Um, but it has. So it's a comic book that was made into a movie. Yes. That is now a TV, an animated TV show. Oh, on shit. Netflix, and it's honestly the animated show is, um. The plot got a little confusing towards the end, and maybe that's because I haven't read the comic books. Um, Also, I was high, so... That'll do it. You know? Yeah. You kind of lose your way. Mm -hmm. Uh, But the actual animation style is phenomenal. Ooh. Um, It's a very meta show, so if you're going to watch it, you should watch the movie first. Okay. Um, But I remember... So I didn't watch 
Scott Pilgrim versus the world until I was a little bit older. Um, and I was, I remember watching it and I was like, this guy fucking sucks. Um, Oh, and that's kind of the point. Yeah. Like Scott Pilgrim as like a, not, not the character, but as like a media, I don't, I don't know what, to, what to call it. Cause it's not just a comic book or a yeah. movie or whatever. Um, yeah. Like, but Scott Pilgrim is as a movie, at least is self-aware. Uh, and, and then the animated series is also self-aware, but like it's self-aware in that, like everyone knows he sucks. Yeah. Um, but there are absolutely people who love Scott Pilgrim because they identify with Scott. Yeah. Pilgrim. I've heard that a lot. So I think that is a new litmus test that we should employ, um, on ladies on your first date. You need to ask this guy, like, what do you think of Scott Pilgrim? Like, <gasps> I love that movie. It's so fun. What do you like about it? And then just see what he says. It's like, oh, do you like relate to Scott at all? Yeah. Um, Squints would always say that he relates to P- Scott Pilgrim. Oh, no. Does he? Can you see it? Because you knew him. I mean, I don't know him that well. But can you like. Yes. See. So I'm just going to explain. I don't think I'm spoiling anything, okay. but I'll explain Scott Pilgrim generally. So Scott Pilgrim is absolutely an incel. Oh. And he is how an incel sees himself and oh. um as just like always the hero always the victim always the hero always the good guy always the underdog scott pilgrim's the underdog and uh he sees this woman in his dreams um and there's some other weird shit but uh her name's ramona flowers and she is the manic pixie dream girl and that is also self-aware you know she has Mm -hmm. colorful hair and she like rollerblades and delivers mail um (laughs) yeah so like that's that's what's so special about ramona flowers so then when scott pilgrim decides that he wants to pursue ramona flowers he has to defeat her evil exes and then one of her evil exes is controlling her like wow controlling her brain and that's just all like can't you see some insult being like i have to defeat her exes yeah oh yeah like i'm a warrior yeah yeah when and it's like oh this guy totally fucked her up and is controlling her yeah he's the reason that she's so fucked up yeah Yeah, no he's a bad guy and i'm a good guy Uh and also through this whole thing scott pilgrim is a 23 year old man and he is dating a 17 year old oh my god what yeah um they like it's like he they've never like hooked up it's more like he's just kind of stringing her along and he's in a band and she just like absolutely idolizes him and his band and then he just like is like fuck you and starts he doesn't like ever break up with her or address anything um he just starts pursuing ramona flowers and then his friends are like you gotta do something about this dude so it's just about how he really really fucking sucks oh now i really want to watch the movie i i would like to watch it again with um kind of the perspective i have now yeah because when i was watching it i was like why do people like this guy he fucking sucks who plays him michael sarah yeah michael sarah oh and another cool thing about the animated series is um all of the people who played their characters in the movie also voice the their character in the animation that's so cool um uh why am i forgetting his name the the not macaulay culkin the other one his brother yes kieran culkin kieran culkin i i wanted to say roman because that's who he is in succession oh um but he's a character in it and he's Probably my favorite character in the animated series. It was really funny. I love Kieran Culkin. H- him and um, the 17-year-old girlfriend. Her name's Knives. Not- <laughs> That's so funny. They all have like a fun name. Uh, Knives is really fucking funny. <laughs> that is such a funny name. Mm-hmm. Ramona Flowers. That's a great name. Yeah. I've heard that name so Some many times. Names. I did not know that it was Scott Pilgrim. Yeah. Ramona so Flowers. I learned something today. Uh, but I definitely think that this should be a litmus test that we employ. I love that idea. Um, and I would love for you to watch Scott Pilgrim. I'm going to have to watch it. The world. It's definitely fun. It's a fun concept, I would say. Like, 
of course, I, I, I also think it's so creative to frame this idea as like that incel guy yeah. from your high school or whatever, your college, like yeah. thinking of himself in this way. Oh, my! I, no, oh, I can I think of so many dudes. evil exes. I can think of so many guys that are like that. That's so funny. God, yeah, no, especially with like, you know, a few dudes that I know. Like, I definitely think most men grow out of it. But this is also like the narrative that's given to them in every piece of media the same right. way it is to us. Yeah, absolutely. You need to be the manic pixie dream girl and he's the main character and you teach him a lesson. Manic pixie dream girl is such a... Have you seen um, Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind? Mm-hmm. That... I feel like... Yeah, Ramona Flowers is almost like that. Yeah, girl. that's what I was. Clementine. That's what I'm like. A mad. Yeah, Clementine. I don't remember her last name, but that's what I was picturing. Because like they really do like portray every manic pixie dream girl as Clementine. Mm-hmm. Like that is like the epitome of yep. it, of like. And where did that come from? Is it just like they're just like pawns to help the male character like progress in life? Is yeah. that like what they're th- like? That's how did they create that version though? Like with the colored hair and like the that's like that weird is a job. good question. Yeah, the like the quirky yeah girl yeah like oh I wonder what that is. Maybe because like oh God, I don't know. That would be interesting to like have as like a thought experiment though. Like what it what why are these traits associated with that kind of pawn in a man's life? Mm-hmm. I wonder what like the past version of Manic Pixie Dream Girl was. Yeah. Like before it was what it is now. Yeah. I wonder. Well, because if you think about it, like if you read, have you ever read, like seen the Twitter account, uh, Men Write Women? Yeah. It's, It's like that. Yeah. All of it's like that. It's like she essentially is just like, she's hot and she doesn't know it or like she's none of the other boys pay attention to her but i see that she's so beautiful that must be what it is like having a weird job and having weird colored hair and like you know being in her own world is like no i see unattractive yeah yeah Yeah, i see i see through you being who you are like i see you being through being you being your like authentic self like that makes me such like a good guy yeah that must be what it is that so I think that someone who likes Scott Pilgrim as a character or identifies with Scott Pilgrim, the character is they just see themselves as like a savior. I'm such a good guy. Like gross. I I don't even know how else to put it into words. They just see themselves as the main character and everything they do is like the right. Everyone else is wrong. You know, I'm the good guy. Yeah, maybe I make a mistake, but like that is so fucking it was, annoying. It was well intended. <laughs> what a wild trope to mm-hmm. have. That I, is so that is so funny. I think that's a good litmus test. Yeah. I I I think Scott Pilgrim is um an exaggeration of this type of well that's how it has to be it has to really like blow up all of the traits so people get it mm-hmm. and they still don't yeah they still don't they're still like oh fuck that's fucking me dog i see myself in that in that man i do remember that the movie was like well done yeah like with people the, love the movie like it was well done and not just like the script like um the visual yeah. aspect of it was really well done yeah that's what it, it so it's like. a fun watch it looks like a cool movie um but yeah, yeah. we all need to keep in mind that <laughs> scott pilgrim fucking sucks <laughs> Um, and also Ramona Flower sucks too. Oh. Uh, but like in a different way. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, and the show also touches on that. Like they both suck in a different way. And the show just kind of shows how she hurt a lot of people. Oh. Um, Damn. And then she has, I think the show, its purpose is to show people like you need to grow out of this. I'm the main character. I'm the hero. Even when I hurt people type of thing, like I can do no wrong. And the person I like just like their exes are so evil. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But it's like people will bend over backwards just to not admit that they have faults. Yeah, that's true. That's, that is incredibly true. And I mean like who 
among us didn't do that absolutely oh my god i i'm sure i still do that you know but like uh, yeah yeah that's true like you are trying to protect your little ego yeah but i mean there's always going to be that little voice that's like no Mm -hmm. you did that because of X, Y, Z. Yeah. yeah. You did that because you were insecure. Yeah. Right. (laughs) You did that because you were ashamed. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. And once you listen to that quiet voice, you got to give it a microphone and you're like, yep, it does make me feel bad, but I will feel better if I address it and I'm honest Uh and I apologize and then I change my behavior. But then there's like a piece of you that's like, if I admit that this, that I'm wrong, maybe I'm pointing out something that somebody else hasn't noticed and I'm going to make them aware of it. And then it's going to turn into an issue. Oh, instead I don't of me think just about keeping that it to myself. Part. I used to, when I was a kid, not even a kid, I was like, I was a kid, but I was like 16. I, that's a kid. I would apologize a lot for things. And my neighbor who was like my big sister growing up was like, you need to stop apologizing for everything because a lot of the time people haven't even realized that there's anything that you need to be apologizing for. Mm-hmm. And you apologizing just makes them aware of the thing that you're apologizing about. And That's I'm like, like, fuck. That's so well, true. Well, even if they're aware of it. Well, because it's like um, when you apologize to me for something, I can't even remember what you said. You were like, I'm so sorry if that was offensive. And oh, I was yeah. like, yeah, I, I don't, don't even was. remember you saying that. Yeah. <laughs> and then I was like, also... I don't think that's offensive. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. See, there's one, I feel like there's apologizing to like clear your conscience if you feel like you maybe hurt someone you care about. But then there's also the apologizing that I feel like we do as women a lot because we are like meant to, like we're taught to take up as little space as possible. Yeah. So yeah. then if you like apologize for like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. I was like, I like was a bitch that day. You know, it's like, they probably didn't even notice, but now they do. <laughs> that is and now true. they're thinking back on all of the ways that you were a bitch and now it's a problem. Um, I saw this girl on TikTok explaining like she was like I had this friend that I would only hit up for like if I needed a ride and like blah 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 and then her friend like just blew up on her one day and was like you're not a good friend and like listed all the things that she did that like she just kind of was using this friend and then the girl was like uh, for like years she was like I'm not the problem. And then she had a moment, like an aha moment where she was like, no, she was right. I was the fucking problem. Like I was really self-centered and selfish. And then she like reached out to that girl and she's like, Hey, I'm not trying to like repair a friendship or anything, but you were totally right. And like, here are all the things I did wrong. And I'm really sorry. Wow. Yeah. Wow. That takes a big person to do that. And she was like, yeah, there's just like never a bad time to apologize. Yeah. And it's true. I think we've said that before. Mm-hmm. It's never a bad time to bo- apologize. No. But I also think those moments are really important. Yeah. Totally. Like, listen to when you are embarrassed. Uh-huh. And then I think the hard the the hard part for people is like um like fully accepting that they did that and then like being able to forgive themselves after. Uh-huh. Yeah. That's a huge thing. Because, yeah, if you admit that you did something, then that means that you then have to deal with the fallout Mm -hmm. of you acknowledging that you've done something wrong. Like, Uh, you have to repair it with yourself. The only way that you can really do that, too, is by, like, changing your behavior. Yeah, which is work. in another situation like that. I also saw um, a TikTok earlier today where this girl was, like, talking about the crisis friend. Like, the friend who is always in a crisis. Oh, my God. And how draining it is. Yeah. The other side is, like, the crisis friend never has room for you. Oh, yeah. Like, if you are in crisis. Right. They never, ever ask you about yourself anyway, though. Yeah. And then they try and one-up your crisis. Uh Uh-huh. They're like, well, things are always worse for me. Yeah. Yep. Whenever I, like, try to, like, say that I'm, like, having a hard time to a crisis friend, I always have to, like, I feel the need to be, like... But like, oh my God, like it probably seems like nothing to you. I'm like preaching in the choir, you know, because I know that they're going to do it and I don't want to fucking hear it, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like these self-preservation things that we do just as humans too often come back and bite us in the ass. Like your mom like is worried about like disappointing somebody or making them feel sad that she's not there for them. And then like, so she helps them in self-preservation and not feel that negative feeling and then at the end of the day she's still feeling a negative feeling yeah because she has nothing left for herself yeah well so now instead of feeling guilt she feels resentment Mm -hmm. which that's not the point no and also if you're always in crisis like what the fuck is going on in your life you need to take a a second Mm -hmm. and 
look at yourself. Well, and then one of the comments was like, if you're in the comments wondering if you're the crisis friend, you're not because the crisis friend does not have any self-awareness. No self That's so true. Yeah. They're never going to be like, am I the problem? <laughs> yeah. No, it's the same thing. That is so. I do have to say, I don't think I've ever had a crisis friend. Oh, really? Yeah. I And I think it's just because like of all of my weird kind of like friendship building experiences, like I see my mom having to deal with crisis people yeah. and being exhausted from it and not having any boundaries. Mm-hmm. So then I'm just like very clear with my boundaries. Like if you have a weird vibe, I'm just like, uh, you seem like an energy vampire. Yeah. I'm not gonna, I'm going to keep you at an arm's length. I was like such a, like adoption agency for friends growing up like I was like who people would go to and they had nobody else because I was just always like yeah like I'll listen for sure like and I would hate there I can think of like five people off the top of my head when I was a kid that I just like hated hanging out with but I would always hang out with because I was like well they need someone being a kid is so weird it's wild yeah it's weird that you have friends that you don't like Uh uh-huh uh-huh I had friends that I didn't like until I graduated college Mm -hmm. (laughs) I don't think I have. Yeah. I don't have any friends I don't like. No, me neither. Not anymore. And that's becoming an adult. Baby. Yeah. Adulthood is cool in that way. The emotional maturity is really freeing. And exhausting too. The soul crushing um, experience of having to have a job and provide. Being Being emotionally mature and emotionally aware is a blessing and a curse. I think it would be more fun if we had more space to like be a community uh-huh. like and like feel our feelings yeah. and like be reconnected with each other and with our planet and the universe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know I sound a little ridiculous right now, but no, it's like, true. But, you know, we're spending all of our time fucking working. Yeah. When are we supposed to have the space and time to just relax and be? Yeah. Like that is the point of being alive is to be. Yeah. I haven't had any time to be in so fucking long. Yeah. You're not a a, a beer. No, that's something I'm working on. I'm trying to be more Don't of a beer. Don't get too lost in the sauce of being because then... You'll end up like me where you're like, I need to lay under my weighted blanket so I don't spiral out. <laughs> There's definitely a happy medium, but yeah. I'm on the not happiest end of the spectrum. I mean, I'm I'm fine, but like, I'm just... So, we're just both on be. like in like middle sides of the end of yes. each spectrum and we're both trying to like... Uh-huh. If I were able to go into the office, I think I'd be a little happier. Really? I need to get out of the house. So I've been working from a coffee shop two times a week with this freelance work that I'm doing smart. and it's changed my life. That's really smart. It's so nice. I should do that. Yes, you absolutely should. It's like really, really nice. We could also do, I mean, once you move in or settle in and I'm settled in, what if we do like work from home sessions I together? I love that idea because I'm going to have my own room. <gasps> we both have our own guest room. We can just, that is very nice. It's so nice. So um, I'm going to work escape. in Meowth's room. Escape. Oh, perfect. She'll love that. I need a little assistant. So I need a supervisor. She's She'll be good at that. I'm, I'm used so, to being supervised by cats. I'm the most excited to set up her room. I'm doing that on Friday because her catio gets here Friday. Aww. She's going to be the, she's the most spoiled cat. Oh, Bella the ball. Um, I feel like we've had several productive conversations. My today. one brain cell is really on its last legs. Oh, I'm so tired, dude. I'm sitting here like. <laughs> Doing my absolute let her, best. Let her take a nap. Let the brain cell take a nap. Okay. You've you've done amazing. Thank you. I hope I did a good job entertaining you. You absolutely did. Cool. This was like a story time. I feel like because I listen to our podcast at the end of my day, like when like when you edit or when I edit, like uh-huh. when you're done editing, I listen to it at night. When I'm editing, it is night. So I feel like it's kind of like a lullaby for me now to listen to you Aww. tell stories. Aww. So yeah. <laughs> I love it so much. I, I love, love you. But yeah, you. no, I'm like sitting here listening to you talk and I'm just like, huh. I feel like just like it's a happy bedtime. fed baby. <laughs> it is. It does give you a level of emotional fulfillment. Yes. I love that. Me too. Go us. I look forward to recording with you. Me too. I think the hard part is when it comes down to like, you're like, oh, I got to edit. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> That's yeah. why so many people don't edit their podcast. That's so real. And only do like 10 episodes. They're mm-hmm. like, fuck, this shit's fucking hard, dog. Yeah, it takes a long time. But the actual recording is fun. Yeah, I agree. 
Because we get like a little us time. I hope us filling each other's cup fills our listeners' cup as well. Are your cups full? Rate us on Apple Podcasts. (laughs) (laughs) And Spotify. And Spotify. And subscribe to us on Patreon. We're really out here doing our best. Tell your friends. Oh my God. Tell your friends. Tell your friends about this podcast. MLM the fuck out of this podcast. Even though we're going on a break in December. um, Wait, is this our last episode then? I don't think so. We have one more. We have one more next week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Right? Yeah, it's like the last. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. Uh, What was I going to say? Tell Come back in 2024 for the year of the girls. Hell yeah. Bring 10 friends. I'm leaning in with that. It's like the LAPS app. Mm -hmm. Oh, I finally downloaded it. Yeah, I don't get it. I don't either, but like a lot of people do. And so I feel like I must. Like I have to, I must get it. <laughs> I just, am, I've decided to not. Oh, I'm, I finally got my invitation for Blue Sky. What the fuck is that? Uh, It's the other Twitter. Jack Dorsey made Blue Sky. Oh. Oh, because it's like And birds. it's invite only. Can and I'm like, you me? guys shouldn't have done that. Yeah, I Sick. will invite you. Well, they shouldn't have done <laughs> I just that. Just find out about it. I'm like, I want it. They should have. They should have just made it like Twitter because I think everyone would have would have left. Yeah, but like Threads tried to do that. Yeah, but Threads is already like Instagram. Like, yeah, we don't want that. We don't need another Meta app. No, we want to say fuck you to twitter and elon musk and then like go to something else that is basically twitter but better mm-hmm. you know that's so true they should I, have hired you as a consultant i on miss this. shit posts look at how cute my nails are they are very beautiful thank you it took her three hours so they okay. fucking better be okay all right let's end this well we love, love you, you. That might have been our best. It was pretty good. That was. Do you remember when we used to record for two hours? Yeah, because we would have to cut out so <laughs> much. We're so much more interesting now. We're so like. Fun fact: having a podcast makes you more interesting. <laughs> That's scientifically proven now. <laughs> Ask any white man with podcasts. <laughs>